Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. I'm Tom Short. So glad to have you along on this Wednesday morning, July 21st. God bless you and welcome as we look into the Word of God. I titled this morning's message, Does Truth Still Matter or Is Everything a Lie? And it's a good question to ask in the world in which we're living because it seems like more and more and more things are about power, things are about manipulation, things are about marketing, things are about tricking people, things are, we, we receive messages every day, thousands and thousands of them designed to influence us. People online are known now as influencers, that's a content providers, that's the title they're given, influencers. And the big question is, does truth matter? We live in this postmodern world where truth, for a number of years now on the campuses, truth hasn't mattered. There's a book written way back in the early 80s called The Death of Truth. And indeed, it's all become where truth itself is hard to define anymore. Because it's all become my truth, your truth, his truth, her truth, your reality, your experience, and so much of what we consider truth is nothing more than opinion or trusting in my own heart or doing what's right in my own eyes. So I ask the question, does truth matter? We've been looking at a worldview and contrasting the various worldviews, and it behooves us to really take a look not only at the Marxist secularist, and Christian worldview of today, but to look at Paul's worldview. I don't think anyone lays out a better Christian worldview, perspective on life, way to view, way to view life, than does the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans, where he gives a treatise of what really matters. And so I'd like to spend a few days looking at Romans and, and Paul's understanding of his worldview and see how it relates to where we're at in the world today. In Romans 1.16, Paul writes this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. This is central to the thinking of the Apostle Paul. It was the gospel, the gospel that is the power of God for salvation, the power of God to change things. He looked beyond any other earthly power, and he saw this tremendous power in God that could transform people, families, communities, nations, the world. There's no end to it. It was, a, it was the same answer for Jew and Greek. It was the same answer for slave and, and, and slave owner, for male and female, for even the barbarians. It was the same answer. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Well, why is the gospel got to be the answer? And Paul lays out this treatise for us, beginning with chapter 1, verse 18 in the book of Romans. And here he says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. We talked earlier last week about what's the problem with the world, what's wrong with the world. Everybody realizes there's something wrong with the world, and how do you fix it? And this is central to having a, what we would call a worldview. What's wrong, and how do you fix it? Well, 
Paul says something that's wrong is the wrath of God is upon us. Think of that for a moment. The wrath of God is upon the world. This is what's wrong. This is where the, the, you, you wonder why, why things don't go right. You wonder why there is, uh, you know, whether it's something personal like illness or, or um, death or poverty or something bigger like famine or nations at war or things of this nature. He tells us the wrath of God is upon the world and it's revealed upon the world. Why? We talked last week about the rebellion, and he puts it this way. It's revealed against all ungodliness, which means simply an an attitude of life as if God isn't there or doesn't really matter, and unrighteousness, which means to live that ungodly attitude out, to to live sinfully. It's revealed against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Now, that's really an interesting concept. He doesn't say that the truth is suppressed by superior intellectual arguments. He doesn't say the truth is suppressed by, by uh, uh, you know, people who have better marketing. The truth is suppressed primarily by unrighteousness. And when unrighteousness prevails, the truth will be suppressed. Kind of implies if you want to beat unrighteousness, or if you want to, excuse me, beat the truth. If you want the truth to prevail, righteousness and godliness certainly has is part of the solution. The truth. The Bible teaches us that God, his wrath is revealed, his anger is revealed because the truth is suppressed. The truth is held down. The truth stumbles. The truth is not proclaimed. The truth is being shut down. Why is that? Why would that matter? Is truth really that important? I would argue that the Christian life, the Christian religion, shall we say, is not based on faith. The Christian religion is based on truth. This is very, very, very important because in our postmodern world, people say all that matters is that you have faith. All that matters is that you believe something. And it's okay if you have faith in yourself. It's okay if you have faith in in, in the Hindu God, the Muslim God, the Buddhist God, which is no God at all, or the Christian God. It doesn't really matter. All you do is have faith. And that's not true. What matters is that we have faith in the truth. A little bit of faith, a mustard seed of faith in what's true is more powerful than a lot of faith in something that's false. I would argue the Christian religion is based on truth. And Christianity, we proclaim the truth. It's interesting to me that the the primary book in the New Testament, the primary gospel that talks about faith a lot is the book of John. The book of John focuses on that we would believe uh, and, and salvation is through faith, believing in Christ. But this is also the book that stresses truth more than any other gospel, maybe more than any other book. 
and talks about the truth. Let me give some verses. John 1.17 tells us that the law came through Moses, but that grace and truth were recognized or realized through Jesus Christ. In John 18, verse 37, Paul is being, or excuse me, Paul, Jesus, is being um, interrogated by Pilate, and Jesus is not really responding, and he says, I, but then he finally says, I came into the world to testify to the truth. Wow. That's one of the purposes for which Jesus came into the world, to testify of the truth to make known the truth. And of course, Pilate, in that famous answer, what, replied, what is truth? The question people are still uh, running from today. But Jesus came to testify of the truth. Indeed, this is something that we should be doing as well. In John 14, verse 7, 17, excuse me, 14, verse 17, Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit that's going to become. And he calls the Holy Spirit. Are you ready? He calls him when he, the Spirit of truth, comes. The Spirit of truth. And later he says that the Holy Spirit will lead us into what? All the truth. Truth matters. It matters to God. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, will come and will inhabit us and will lead us into all the truth. And, of course, we have the, the, the famous, famous saying of Jesus in John 14, verse 6, when his disciples, when Thomas had asked, you know, show us the way. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus himself claimed to be the truth. And to come to the Father, it was essential that we come in truth. We come through the truth. We don't make up our own plan of salvation our own way. We come through the truth. Truth matters. In a world where, where lies, where people can tell lies without flinching, where people think if they, if they lie and manipulate, they've scored a, a, a victory, they've gotten power, they've gotten what they want, and they seem to have no conscience about it. Truth matters, and it ought to matter to you and I as Christians. Indeed, as we wage a spiritual weapon, a spiritual war, we must wage it with truth, with the truth of God's word. And uh, as it says in Ephesians 6, girded your loins with truth is the first aspect of our spiritual weapon. In John 8, verse 31 and 32, Jesus says to his disciples, if you abide in me, if you abide in my word, excuse me, if you abide in my word, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. People took umbrage at this. They said, wait a minute, we've never been free. What do you mean we'll be free? We're free already. And Jesus went on to talk about to the Pharisees. He said, you're your father, the devil. He was a liar from the beginning. He does not stand in the truth. When he lies, it's, he speaks of his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. In Paul's worldview laid out for us in Romans, and in John's worldview taught to us through the, as his perspective of what Jesus taught us in the Gospel of John, we see that our, the truth really does matter. Christian, you and I, let's make sure that we walk in the truth. The more our own life conforms to the truth, 
in every single way, salvation, relationships, understanding of our world, understanding of little issues, understanding big issues, understanding what's going on in the world, in, in, in government, in, 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 the, in our culture, understanding all these things. The more we walk in the truth, the more, the more, the more truth prevails, the more our God will be prevailing. The more that truth prevails, the more that we promote what is true, the more godly we're acting. And the more we don't, or allow the other to prevail, allow the non-truths to prevail, the more the enemy is prevailing. Uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, in, you know, famous uh, Russian dissident, Soviet dissident, he wrote a, an essay before he went to the gulag years ago in, in the Soviet Union. And in it, he said, live not by lies. It's become a famous saying, and there's a popular book out by that same, to, uh, that same title now, live not by lies. In it, he said to the, his fellow uh, influencers in, in the Soviet Union, meaning college professors, scientists, uh, people had influence over others. He said, I realize that I can't urge you necessarily to stand and to proclaim what is true. You might lose your jobs. You might go to the gulag. You might, uh, your, your families might suffer. It might be asking too much of some of you. He said, at least I ask you not to live by lies. Live not by lies. Brothers and sisters, I know, I, I know friends. I have friends who are concerned that if they speak truth, they could lose their job. They speak truth. They lose their livelihood. They speak truth. They they might not progress in the university or get their degree. Indeed, some of us, myself, I'm in a position I can speak it, and I and I determine I will. Some of you, the cost of speaking the truth is mighty high. At minimum, live not by lies. Don't proclaim. Don't don't agree with. Don't don't give silent assent. Don't don't. Um, proclaim and add your voice to that which is a lie. When we look at what's going on in our culture, in our world today, at its deepest root, at its deepest root, our conflict in our world today is spiritual. It's not all political. It's spiritual. It's invaded not only Washington, but it's invaded Hollywood, Wall Street, the church, it's invaded even the church. It's invaded the family. It's invaded our personal lives. It's on social media, obviously. There is a conflict between what is true and what is not true. The truths of God, the lies of the evil one. We want to be people who promote the truth. Does the truth still matter? It matters to God, and it should matter to us. It, it sets people free. It makes a difference. We want to be Truth proclaimers, truth livers, we want to be, this is what we want to be. Amen? Father in heaven, we thank you today for the truth that comes from Jesus Christ. We thank you today, Father, that your wrath is revealed against all ungodliness and righteousness of men who suppress the truth. And Lord, we know the truth sets us free. The truth leads us to you. No one ever comes to you if they don't have the truth. No one's ever saved without the truth. We thank you, Lord, that your truth prevails. We thank you for the truth of the gospel. 
and that the gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Oh, Lord, we ask, help us, help us, oh God, to be reminded daily and to be focused on praying for and doing what we can to advance the gospel because the gospel is what sets people free. The gospel is the solution to the, the, the rebellion of humanity. The gospel is the solution to the lies that prevail. It is the foundation. Lord, we, we, we don't want to be so caught up in dealing with symptoms of the rebellion, symptoms of unrighteousness and ungodliness, and miss out on the root cause. Lord, we pray for the prevailing of the gospel. We pray for the exaltation of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Jesus, you are the answer. We confess, Father, we live in a world where truth is suppressed by ungodliness and unrighteousness. Help us, Father, as believers, to not be defiled by this, to not be influenced by it. Give us great discernment, we pray. Give, give people in our churches great discernment and understanding and wisdom. Give our, our spiritual leaders, our church leaders, great discernment. We pray, Father, that you'd give us political leaders and cultural leaders and leaders in, in entertainment. and uh, Lord, our, our Christian musicians, oh, we pray for them. They influence us so greatly. We pray that they'd be walking in truth and they'd not be defiled or influenced or deceived by the the lies of the evil one. We know, we know that that's where he will, he will aim his darts, his fiery darts, his darts of deception at people who influence the church. And so we pray today, Father, for those who influence the church to be wise, godly, walking in the truth, which is shown to us in the word of God. Lord, your word is truth. I think of how Jesus said, sanctify them, make them holy in the truth. Thy word is truth. Thank you, Father, that we have the Bible. Thank you we can study it. Thank you we can read it. Thank you we can learn it. Lord, we can't ever get too much of it. We get thousands of messages about everyone trying to manipulate us into believing this or buying that or, or having to look this way or act this way. Lord, Lord, might we be people who are committed to the truth of found in the words of God. Thank you. And we bless you and worship you. Fill us with your spirit today, the spirit of truth. Fill us with your joy today, for this is our strength. Might we walk today in victory over all the deceptions and lies and temptations of the evil one. Might we be triumphant in Christ. We pray this, and Lord, use us as the light of the world to shine brightly. And how we pray for opportunities even this very day to advance your gospel to share your gospel, for the gospel is the power of God for salvation. Thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, as I was praying there, another verse came to my mind on truth. John 17, 17, sanctify them in the truth. Thy word is truth. Your word is truth. And so that's uh, what a great segue to remind you that I hope you come back day by day by day. Make sure you subscribe. If you're new, subscribe. Uh, hit the notify button, like the video, share with your friends, and leave a comment. I always like to know who's here and, and where you're from, okay? And uh, let's grow this channel. Let's, let's grow this as we get in the Word of God every day. <clears throat> we believe that the Word of God changes us and transforms us from the inside out. That's what's needed. 
my friend, let's remember what's needed more than anything in our world today are champions of the truth, people who stand in the truth, truths found in the Word of God, the timeless truths. We want to apply them to where we live today. These are timeless truths. As we continue in Romans 1 over the next few days, you'll be amazed at how Paul wrote something 2,000 years years ago that seems so relevant. It's like, wow, was he talking about 21st century America? (laughs) We'll see. All right. So that being said, I hope you join me tomorrow as we continue on in this really, really, really significant portion of God's Word. And and so on. Romans chapter 1, you can read it yourself, but let's look forward to being together. God bless you. You have a great day, a blessed day. Look for opportunities. How's God going to lead you today to be a blessing to others, maybe to share the gospel with someone in need of Christ? We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.